0: And we're back live. Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, This is the Age of L podcast, episode number nine. I'm here with uh, a friend of mine, Marcin. Hello, Hello. Marcin.
1: Hello, hello, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for having me here. Uh, How's it going? Uh, Very good. Very good. Had a very nice Christmas so far. Uh, Yeah, I'm full. (laughs) Enough uh, food. Enough food, Uh, (laughs) even more than enough. So yeah, so now I'm Having a nice rest. Yeah,
0: I think I was rolling home uh, after Christmas Eve, after uh, having dinner. You know,
1: I fortunately, I had it at home, so, <laughs> so I didn't have to roll anyway. Rolled onto the couch, perhaps. Uh, yes, that was the furthest I could uh, reach, pretty much. So
0: That's good. Uh, okay, Marcin, um, what's new with you?
1: What have you been up to lately? Uh, well, lately, that's throughout the last one year, Pretty much. Uh, I've been working with uh, with a few of my partners on a, a fairly new project, uh, hopefully innovative. I hope so. Uh, and we well, came up uh, to a conclusion that we probably can help a lot of people and a lot of organizations in uh, making their work on one hand more effective, mm-hmm. uh, on the other hand much nicer. Uh, for them to bear and to um, to go through, so we've been developing a tool, uh-huh. uh, which uh, sort of helps people to understand each other uh, within uh, their environment. Okay.
0: And okay, uh, obviously, I I already know about. Um, the thing you've been working on. Yes. <laughs> um, spoiler alert, I already know. Um, anyway, I, I want to hear... Um, so, um, and it's very interesting, but I think we might need some some, some background here. So, um, you've been working on this project for, for over
1: a year now. Yes. Uh, and that's does most the, of what you've been doing. That's the formal... Formal way of over a year in terms of actually developing the concept. That's much more sure. And what's your um? Because uh, I want to hear the pretext. Because uh, I love
0: the story, the pretext of where it came from. Mm-hmm. However, I want to know. Well, actually, uh, and I. Uh, but I also want to know uh, your background. So how do you end up doing this? And
1: then let's go into the pretext and then we'll uh, see okay. what it actually so, is. uh So. Uh, like most young people, I went through the whole education process, uh, which felt completely natural mm-hmm. and, 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 and like most, uh, so I did a high school, I did a bachelor's degree, then the master's degree. Uh, in the meantime, I actually started uh, running my company. I'm, yeah, maybe I'll. Uh, what company? First was that? of all, uh, that that was uh, that was selling ice hockey equipment. Uh-huh. So I was an executive, uh, exclusive distributor of of one of the hockey equipment manufacturers in Poland. That's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Uh And was sort of doing this in parallel to my, uh, to my education, uh, during university years. Uh, at the same time, I was actually trying sort of to. To pursue a regular uh, corporate career, okay. uh, but that was really not working out well. Okay, elaborate. So, if you wish. <laughs> so my longest period of of uh, formal employment was actually three months. Uh-huh. Uh, that was at Deutsche Bank, uh, but uh, but. Well, well, basically, I felt like in prison okay um so even though it was uh, much more rewarding financially mm-hmm. uh, to stay there, I still decided to keep going with my business uh, as you may or may not know ice hockey in Poland is very small it's it's a very small market uh it's it's not a very rich market as well uh so um so I was just basically surviving on what I was doing. But the upside was it that I was my own boss. Sure. Uh, so that was the drive then. Uh, I didn't realize by the time that I really want to be an entrepreneur, uh, but that was probably a huge hint. So this choice of uh, of going into my own business instead of staying at Deutsche Bank probably, uh, probably was a huge hint. Unconscious? Mm-hmm decision uh, but, uh, sort of but leading you down
0: the uh, other well uh, the path less traveled uh, I guess yes, so yes
1: is the same. Probably. Uh, probably and, and that's that's probably where, where the decision was really made. Yeah. Um so then so, Yeah so you're doing this next to your studies. And uh, at this time you're doing a master's uh, yes that mm. was uh, that was already a master's uh, so I did masters in finance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was writing about stock options uh, and and using commodities in times of of crisis. Uh, that was not a long time after two thousand eight. Uh-huh. Uh, so um, so sort of being able to move around financial markets during crisis and and still. Not losing, not maybe making a lot of money, but at least not losing a lot of money was mm-hmm. was quite an interesting topic for me at that time. Uh, but again, uh, again, probably with Deutsche Bank experience and all the financial background, it was a bit too uh, repetitive for okay. me to pursue. So again, I kept going with my business, uh, but then, uh, but then, a big decision came again probably a bit entrepreneurial Uh, with with my new girlfriend at that time we decided to uh, move to a new country and Mm -hmm. see how that works out Uh, so we moved to norway in the beginning of 2013.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: well we had to start somewhere so we were delivering newspapers in the beginning just to uh, just to have some time to figure out what's happening around and, and what can we do, what can we dig into. Uh, and I don't really remember what was it. Probably on Facebook, one of my friends shared uh, or asked people on uh, if they want to go to an escape room with him. Uh, that was very early uh, for escape rooms. Some, as far as I know, there were only few around Europe at that time. Yeah. So, well, and, and it was first time for me to even hear about it. Uh, so I, so I read uh, through what, uh, what actually was the concept about, and it really looked uh, extremely interesting.
0: And what is this about? For for, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, uh,
1: hopefully, uh, if you're listening, you. Have heard about it? Cause yep, probably <laughs> yes. Yes, years uh, passed by. Most of people have heard about it, at sure. least if not experienced it. But uh, in a nutshell. But in a nutshell, uh, well, you someone locks you in a room and you have to figure out uh, how to escape from it so so you sort of go through different tasks different puzzles mm-hmm. as uh, a team as a team So your team yes 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 okay. it's not an alone experience uh, most of the time of course there are some alone experiences available but most I think it's of, called of prison breaks break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a, a bit different approach um, but, but in general, you, you, you are locked with your friends mm-hmm. or with your cole- colleagues, and then you have to escape. Sure. But then where, where, where did it lead me to? Mm. Uh, yeah, so, so now you've just learned about the escape
0: rooms yes. from a Polish friend? Yes. In Poland? Yes. While you're in Norway delivering newspapers?
1: Exactly. And then? Uh, and, then and then the next idea was, okay, so we have enough of newspapers let's do something else yeah uh, so we did a, a bit of a research mm-hmm. there were there was not even one escape room in norway at that time uh, so we thought let's give it a try uh, so we went to poland we tried some escape rooms we we checked out what it about how it works mm-hmm. uh, um, how it develops in terms of of market apparently the idea originates uh, in japan okay most likely. It's not American? Uh, no, it's not American. It's Was it it's commercialized Asian. by the U.S. or uh, was it... Well, actually, U.S. was n- not the first or the second market with it. It was hmm. quite late to reach U.S. I think it was Asia first, okay. uh, shortly after it was Europe, okay. with the first escape room in Europe was in uh, Budapest, in Hungary, okay. and, and then it s- started spreading out. Uh, through uh, very untraditional roadmap for uh, yeah i would say so for something yeah i would say so although seeing some some tv shows in japan uh some yeah uh, that, that probably explains why escape room started out uh, <laughs> sure. exactly there sure. although you may be extremely surprised knowing like the computer game escape room was around for like whenever the web browser was around oh really so those games are extremely old uh, because well technically they were very simple to to create okay so you could be locked in your in a room on your pc uh, for a long time so it's it's actually extremely surprising why it took so many years for uh, for someone to actually come up with an idea to do the to do it in the real world because you would think that it would go the other way around. Exactly. And it would start exactly. as something
0: physical mm-hmm. and then be digitally adapted mm-hmm. to be more portable. But then it was yes. completely the opposite. It so it was started as mm-hmm. a digital thing because mm-hmm. it was easy. Mm-hmm. And then you sort of had to... Reverse engineer it into real life because
1: it's more complex, I guess, when there's uh, interactions. Yes, it's uh, it's surely much more interesting and much more immersive. Yeah. So you uh, you actually have to physically do the tasks. You mm. have to think how to to uh, to solve them. You have to search for clues. You have to, well, it, it's it uh, it actually puts you into a different uh, world. Mm uh so um so you can sort of forget of everything that that is usually around you and you can you, you can experience some kind of adventure okay with your friends sure uh so, so you launched this in so we launched this in uh, in Oslo in the middle of 2014 uh and it slowly started to develop okay uh so it was uh, it was well First of all, we were extremely happy that giving up delivering newspapers uh, did not make us uh, starve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we started making some money on that, uh, so we could, uh, so we could develop the project and and make our living in Norway uh, for for another year. That was pretty much a year of of stable growth of of the company. Mm. Uh, after a year, we figured out that we need more and we want more. Already an idea of of our um, uh, tool was around there. We already wanted to do something more with an escape room than just an amusement uh, or just an experience for fun. Mm. Uh, So the next step was expanding. We rented out a bigger place. We built more rooms. Uh, Norwegian market is a fairly specific market for escape rooms because it's mostly companies that visit us, mm-hmm. visited us uh, at that time, uh, so there are a lot of company outings here and groups groups were uh, coming in and those groups were usually between 10 and 20 people, so oh. quite a lot for an escape room which usually can host up to five, six people at once. Okay. Uh, so that was the reason we wanted a bigger place and we built up uh, actually four identical rooms. Uh, so we could host up to twenty people at once and give them the same and experience. give them exactly same experience. Uh, obviously, as a competition, yeah. Um, so then groups could actually could actually it was set, win course, it, win. So it was a measured time, and whoever got out first uh, was a winner. Uh, but that sort of led us to uh, to the concept of cognition forge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have four
0: identical rooms. Mm-hmm. You have. Uh, business with 20 employees, five people in each room. Yes. What yeah. happens? Because you were watching them with surveillance cameras. Yes, we yeah. were watching in real them, time. obviously. <laughs>
1: like uh, in every escape room, you have you have a game master who is taking care of, of people in the room, uh, giving hints if necessary mm-hmm. and, and so on and so forth. So, so assisting through the whole game and, and improving the experience. Uh, so we were watching uh, like four identical rooms and four teams in those rooms at once yep. uh, and what we observed was uh, extremely surprising for us uh, because how come can four teams of five who do not see each other at all do exactly same mistakes at the same time with the same tasks or how can they come up with exactly same ideas on solving something no matter if it's a uh, simple idea or difficult idea or complex or or a right approach or a wrong approach uh, the teams were always the same and those teams were coming out from one organization so for instance from one of the banks or mm. from uh, from any other organization that 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 visited us so
0: <clears throat> teams would make independently from each other yes they're oblivious to each other's sort of performance. In a completely new environment, New never environment?: seen before. Completely alien. Yes. And they make the same mistakes mm-hmm. at the same time. Yes. And they come up with the same solutions. Yes. That's, <laughs> okay. That's... And only from same, the same companies. Yes. Okay. So when you saw that, what did you think?
1: Uh, well, except from you know a- a- except obvious. from what's <laughs> happening <laughs> uh-huh. uh, except from what's happening our thought was okay that must come from somewhere there is there is something behind uh, behind uh, the decisions that the, those teams are making mm-hmm. uh, obviously it's not their education because they usually had the mixed educations mm-hmm. though those were even though they were coming from one organization obviously you have you may have accountants yep. you may have uh, people doing research you may have uh, IT engineers and so on and so forth mm-hmm. so independently from that uh, the teams were usually making the same decisions Yeah. Uh, so where does it come from uh, and so we invited a psychologist to help us figure that out Yeah. Uh, and obviously for him uh, it was coming from their personalities so all the people uh, in the organizations that were visiting us usually had extremely similar personality profiles. Okay. Uh, which led us to another conclusion uh, after asking why, uh, obviously, people are hired that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so um, the psychologist saw that the, well, observed. Or, or well, at we, least we did uh, some research. Uh, then. Okay. So we we took people before we took people into rooms. We did uh, personality testing. Okay. Uh, so they were tested, uh, and then we got personality profiles which were uh very similar. So people were very like-minded, uh, okay. within one group. And this is,
0: and. Obviously, personality has nothing to do with your age, nothing to do with... Your, well, well, I mean, mean it some variations through, through,
1: but, through the, when you get older. But,
0: but in generally, general, it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with where you're from or what your
1: name is or what your gender is or what your no, color you is. No, you can have very similar personality to anyone mm-hmm. in the world.
0: So it's uh, homogeneity homo in the mind. Yes, That's what we're talking about. Ex- Even though they might have mm-hmm. been very
1: diverse in uh, yes. appearance. Yes, exactly. Okay. In appearance, or you can come from Australia, you can fra- come from Japan, you can come from wherever in the world, you may have similar personality to someone. Okay. Uh, and of course, when you have a similar personality to someone, you uh, you feel good around those these people. Okay. Uh, so you think alike you have same ideas you mm-hmm. have similar point of views uh, you like to do similar things uh, so similar things motivate you mm. uh, similar things are fun and so on and so forth okay. uh, so so usually you get along with these people very well mm. uh, and that makes it easy to be around with these people uh, and from organizational perspective it makes it easy to Work with these people and manage, maybe and manage obviously. Okay. Uh, as it turns out, it's extremely ineffective, but it's easy. Sure. Well, uh, we'll return to that. Yes, later. We'll return <laughs> to that later. So okay. we did so, personality so you test testing. And yes. You get some uh, data from. So the we got some data, and and w- with groups after group, we we've been we've been observing and testing. Uh, it became obvious to us that well, basically after doing the test. Uh, and knowing who will be on which team, we sort of could predict what will happen in the room. So we could predict, uh, most of all, whether the team will succeed or not. Uh, and again, it had nothing to do with their education, nothing to do with their experience and and uh, basically nothing to do with with the with where in the company uh, they actually are, whether it's a management or or if uh, it's a basic employee
0: so so simply by getting some very basic information on the cognitive diversity of a team, mm-hmm. you were able to in the context of your um, escape room business, you were able mm-hmm. to predict uh, whether or not this team would make it out in time yes and how successful were the predictions
1: we didn't do that count but sure. i would say i would i would i would say it's around 80% so okay. So it was quite high. It was Eight not a guessing. Times. It was not guessing game. It was it was very obvious for us that that that's that's a metric mm-hmm. that gives us a hint. I mean, if in the financial world world you could predict stock uh, stocks with eighty mm-hmm. percent, it would be a god. <laughs> <laughs> if you if sure. you can do it in fifty one with fifty one percent efficiency, you are you are already winning. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so again. We work with the organizational psychologists to see what we can get out of it and what's happening on the market from that perspective and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And it turned out that as far as you can find tons of different trainings and workshops, for instance, on project management or on creativity or any other mm-hmm. skill, sort of hard skill that you, need, uh, that you need in your organization, no one is actually taking care of people so uh, not even hr not even hr okay not even hr and uh, well, again it's 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 making it simpler it's simpler to to have like minded people so so for hr usually it's like having an interview and seeing who you get along well okay and that person is brought into a company mm. and then everyone is getting well except from the organization itself uh, because uh, when you have like minded people
0: mm-hmm.
1: you cannot really approach a problem and solve it quickly because you have the same ideas coming up all the time yeah uh, so there is no critical thinking uh, there is no there are no different approaches from from uh, from different uh, personalities because mm-hmm. those persona- the, those approaches come from personalities they don't come from your education uh, so uh, so we thought So, so okay. you end up with
0: something Where, <clears throat> where sort of the, the creative process Within your organization Should be Some sort of uh, gradient Where you have something popping up In a continuous way From one pole to the other mm-hmm. However you saw that Most of the time it's more of a Scattered Pattern where you have just some things Popping up in the based on the Profile of the, yeah the so well ba-
1: basically basically, if you approach a problem which you never approached mm-hmm. you, there is no there is no pattern, there is no procedure to approach it. you have to figure it out on your own yeah uh, so uh, when you have uh, when you have five people uh, and uh, and all of them have same ideas sure uh, it obviously takes much more time if the problem is complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is You cannot just have a right idea right away. It's usually not possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, people make mistakes. People have different backgrounds and, and and that makes it impossible to just see something and say, okay, we'll do it this way. And, yeah. and it works all the time. It it usually requires some kind of cooperation. It requires mm-hmm. a lot of communication to, to sort of share ideas, to figure out... Uh, to sort of decide which way to go and how to do it and then if it doesn't work maybe try the other way yeah Uh, and and all of that pretty much comes from your personality Mm. so so if you have different personalities on the team uh, you are actually able to get different type of input from different team members and Mm. that's what makes Uh, problems solved.
0: And they're complementary to each other. Because you have someone challenging one idea and someone coming up with something else. Exactly. Someone making sure that you're taking Mm -hmm. the right steps. People see different problems. Mm -hmm. People
1: have different motivations. Uh, One person will be motivated by uh, one Mm -hmm. task, which Mm -hmm. is, for instance, exploring. Mm -hmm. Another person will be more motivated by a task where uh, he or she have to sit down Mm -hmm. and basically do some some like very conscientious detail, work, detail detail oriented, oriented mm. work okay very meticulous. Uh, other, uh, meticulous other person will be much more uh, motivated by just working with people and and helping them communicate and so on and so forth mm. uh, so so that gives different approaches to different problems yeah so so what happened here is that just from uh,
0: looking at looking observing these teams you've opened up this whole new dimension and you quite frankly, fallen into a rabbit hole, yes. which is ever expanding, and noticed you've not noticed some a very prominent fault mm-hmm. in, in how organizations look for talent, or acquire talent, yes. or
1: hire in general. It, 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 it's pretty much a uh, gut feeling mm. for organizations, I, I like you, <laughs> let's work together. Let's try. Let's, let's try, yes, mm. uh, let's try, but that's, uh, that's not the way to make a decision. Uh, it's. Uh, then you have to sort of, uh, but basically, even uh, even in the modern world when everything is changing, uh, most of projects that are are being done are very innovative. Mm. Uh, you are doing something in a completely new way. Mm-hmm. Uh, where no one has actually ever tried it that way so again procedures are not are not working Mm -hmm. Uh, normal approach to project management is not working because when you set deadlines for something you never did you never meet those deadlines because you never know what will pop up in the meantime so so that creates a problem Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that creates a lot of problems and if your team uh, is your people in your team are complementing each other in terms of their motivations and their personalities, you can succeed. If mm-hmm. not, you basically hit an obstacle after obstacle and you fail, the morale falls down mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. So it's, it's sort of a success factor. Yes.
0: Being able to have uh, teams where there is, um, let's call it uh, constructive uh, conflict. Mm-hmm. in some sense because yes. you have conflict of ideas mm-hmm. which leads to innovation or it's a, it's a shortcut to innovation mm-hmm. in problem solving because you do have different points of view yes. rather than having uh, a team of people where they all agree and then they try the thing they agreed on mm-hmm. and it fails and mm-hmm. then they have to go back to scratch mm-hmm. and they and iterate they usually, until they
1: succeed and they usually do exactly the same thing yeah, but but given out by someone else okay uh, so, yeah. So, so, um, learning about all these things and, and
0: obviously working with them and I'm guessing you did some research and read about it and sort of talked to the psychologists mm-hmm. around you and the one you'd worked with, um, where does that lead you? Because now you've discovered this thing. Uh, and at the time you're running this escape room, did you want to involve the businesses and explain to them after they were done doing the rooms, or did you see
1: another way? Well, there were, there were a few more observations out of our escape rooms okay. uh, because, we, we, because we expanded and had quite a lot of, had quite a big venue at that time we were uh, actually also organizing a whole uh, evening events for companies so it was an escape room and some dining afterwards and uh, so on and so forth uh, so, another experience out of it was that people were actually sharing their, their experience after the game Okay. Uh, and it usually took them whole evening. So, mm. how did you do this? How did you do that? How how did you come up with it? Where was something? Uh, this Just this? like when
0: you're done with an exam in school, right? Yes,
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what did you answer on question 11? Wait, question 11? <laughs> that's 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 how it went <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, especially when uh, when um, when some of the teams did not made it all through the entire game yeah. and then they were sharing how it happened and they went like no way it couldn't be that simple okay <laughs> um but the observation for us was uh, how uh, incredibly a lot of people actually remembered from the experience so it's very um, uh, profound yeah. So, uh, from our perspective, it was very educative. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, even though it was completely abstract and not connected to, to anything okay. uh, around, they still sort of remembered a lot of details uh, from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that was our another outtake from it. Uh, that sort of experience is the best way to uh, learn. For retention. Yes, mm. and it's not again. It's a not. It's not a new observation. Learning by doing is known to be the most effective way of learning. Well, I guess, <laughs> I guess if you gave a baby a book on how to walk, we none of us would be walking there right now. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. So so so. Yeah, that's that's the way children uh, learn. So mm. they basically try and fail and try and mm. fail until they can do something. Yep. But when you read about walking, we probably will never stand up. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and uh, interestingly enough, because this is so ancient and this is what we've been doing all along, and, and people, I think, often fail to recognize that even now, when you're having these machine learning algorithms and, mm-hmm. and mock AIs and all these... Uh, uh, hypes uh, or or new inventions that are in the making and in development, the way a machine learning algorithm learns is through iteration. Yes. It fails and then recognizes mm-hmm. failure, mm-hmm.
1: and implements mm-hmm. for the next generation. Yeah, so that's through experience. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and so so that was the the second outtake that that we had, uh, and we decided to combine it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the idea was basically to create a tool which on one hand will help organizations uh, to build uh, their teams uh, in a way to succeed. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, to actually, uh, through the whole process, give an education to all the team members mm-hmm. uh, on where it all comes from. Okay. Uh, and that turned out to be actually uh, fairly easy i mean educating people on that okay because the the problem with psychology is that it 's extremely complex. you actually have to be an educated psychologist to uh, to navigate through a five factor uh, model sure. which is the model the most complex model of of personality yep. Uh, And when you are a random person and you read the full report on your personality, you have no idea what's that about. Uh, So then applying it into your everyday life, into your working environment is pretty much impossible. Yep. Uh, But after we simplify it and and, uh, show it by example, Mm -hmm. uh, let teams first experience certain problems and then... Uh, we can uh, sort of discuss where those problems come from, how they correlate with their personalities and Mm -hmm. why we sort of knew right away that they will hit these problems. Uh, Suddenly all the eyes open. So it's about it's actually
0: uh, sort of um, intentionally inducing uh, epiphanies for teams, showing them You messed up here. Mm -hmm. This is why. Mm -hmm. And then they get this aha moment because they just experienced it and they still remember, as you were talking about from before when they were doing the rooms, is that they go, oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Is that why we failed? And sort of implementing that style of iteration
1: for them. Yes. So uh, the game, the simulation is supposed to uh, trigger certain uh and now we're, we're not talking about the escape rooms anymore no, no now we are talking about our our uh, tool okay uh, it's supposed to trigger certain uh dynamics in the team mm-hmm. uh, on that experience we can explain where it comes from and then it's very easy for people to actually recognize this Uh, situations in their everyday life from the past Mm -hmm. Uh, so um, so that makes it very easy for them to memorize and very easy for them to retain this uh, this memory Mm -hmm. for a long time Uh, and then that explains a lot of conflicts that explains a lot of problems that explains a lot of failures and so on and so forth sure Um, and and I mean
0: being able to show that to teams that's um, obviously, good and beneficial and mm-hmm. uh, if you can keep it sort of light enough to keep them engaged is also mm-hmm. fun and as most people probably know you you do if you do enjoyable things you 're more likely also to remember them and to yes. learn from them and and mm-hmm. i mean there 's so many studies on showing that gamification and and mm-hmm. all of these things are good for individual learning, yes however. If I am an organization and I've already, as we were talking about before, made a very homogeneous team, mm-hmm. cognitively speaking, what can I do? And how, how could, do you aim at helping the organizations as well, or do you just want to make me realize that my team is bad? <laughs>
1: uh, we are about helping people. Okay. Uh, so we can, of course, uh, help any organization, whether it's organization which is building up and hiring new people or an organization which is already existing Mm -hmm. Uh, so obviously as personalities can be similar they are not the same so there is always there are always some differences Uh, so there is always some way to reshuffle people within teams okay Uh, I mean in between teams to uh, to make the teams more effective uh, from that perspective, so make the teams, uh, more differently uh, set comp- up from changing the composition
0: perspective. Yes. So it's, <clears throat> and um, I'm gonna try to make an analogy. So, say we're playing poker. Mm-hmm. We're at the casino. Five players around the table. We get some cards each. Mm-hmm. Each of our individual hands or are are the teams. Mm-hmm. So if the dealer is the business itself what you're saying is that with your tool what i could do is take all the cards in again shuffle the deck according to what you've told me Mm -hmm. to do and then deal new hands
1: and that will make it more effective so i don't need to sort of remove or add i would say even better you can actually see the whole hand and pick which card you want to build your team okay so it it sort of reveals what you are dealing with. It's not a guessing game. It's, it's not... X-ray a, goggles for yes, poker. Yes, it's not a guessing game. It's not uh, it's not like just pure luck. You actually uh, get numbers to decide what you do. So when you see the deck, you see all the cards, and you see what you have on your hand, you mm-hmm. know where to move and how to move the cards to actually win. win. Okay. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Interesting. And... Um, um, so that's for existing organizations. And have you had any, have you, have you shown, or have you, how many, how many businesses have you done this with, where they, uh, where you took them through, um, uh, took them through the, as let's say simulation or a game, mm-hmm. through game, uh, and where they did have, a profound moment when they realized mistakes, or where they did have some of this retentive learning, or where they implemented uh, in the aftermath. Uh, what's your experience with that? Working with real, real businesses doing this.
1: Uh, well, experience itself usually do not uh, give the aha moment. Okay. Uh, it, people tend to be very closed in in sort of their drawer. So they are put in somewhere like this is a doing person, this is a thinking person. And and even though experience shows something else, the people still stay there. Okay. Uh, after we actually explain where it comes from, uh, that's an eye opener. Okay. It's like, uh, okay, we never thought of it that way. We always took a CV. Mm-hmm. And, and basing on education and experience, we knew that someone is this doing should be doing this should be doing that and so on and so forth Uh, but then suddenly after after actually mixing personality uh, mixing a psychology into it all it turns out that certain people can be much more effective doing something else Mm. and very often surprisingly it's also an eye opener for individuals so it's like okay i always wanted to be someone okay i i've went through the whole education and, and reached this, this place and sort of uh, succeeded in, in, in what I do in terms of reaching my goal of being uh, head accountant or, or, or whoever in an organization. Uh, but something was not right. Okay. I felt not in the right place. And, and now suddenly it uh, tells the person that, okay, that's why. It's just, it's just not motivating me. Mm. it's not the type of of job I want to be doing Mm. and it's not about like okay I'm I quit you can still find the place in an organization Mm. it's a different place or it's a different approach to what you're doing Uh, but in general it will make people more effective because Mm. they will be triggering uh, what they like And feeling more content doing their work. Yeah, and feeling better around people. Suddenly you figure out where the conflicts come from. Hmm. Suddenly you understand why someone is opposing you during meetings. Sure. It's not because he doesn't like you. It's usually because he has a different point of view on certain things. And it's extremely important to use those different points of views. Because you can avoid a lot of mistakes,
0: exactly, and this is, I think we're returning to this point we we talked about before where you need the 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 sort of gradient in creativity mm-hmm. or you know problem solving mm-hmm. or even just in in cooperation so that you have something f- from most of the domains mm-hmm. being able to come together, and that 's sort of the shortcut to innovation mm-hmm. um, so so that 's for existing teams so so uh, sort of to wrap up the existing teams, so what you 're doing is uh, revealing what I'm working with if I'm a business leader mm-hmm. and showing me how I can uh, make the best of what I have. How does this work if I'm looking for
1: talent? Pretty much the same way. So uh, what I'm just redirecting you... the x-ray towards the prospects? Yes, you are basically doing the same thing uh, outside of your organization. Mm. So, so when you know who you are, uh, and you know who your people are, mm. uh, you know what you need to uh, build your teams properly. Mm. Uh, so it's uh, it's like when you bake a cake. Sure. So you have certain ingredient, ingredients recipe and, and oh, yes. a recipe, you follow the recipe, Uh, And obviously, you cannot bake a cake uh, with just salt, 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 and salt. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm guessing that wouldn't be the best cake. uh, (laughs) You'll probably die. (laughs) Also, I doubt it will be tasty. Uh, so, so you need different ingredient ingredients. You need some flour,
0: you need some baking soda, you need but some sugar, butter, a, eggs. When
1: you have the list, you know what you need. And this is the same with personalities. Okay. When you have a report from us, mm. you know uh, who are you missing. Mm. So, okay, so what you're doing is you're giving me the recipe. Yes. How to make a good cake. Mm-hmm.
0: You're giving me the recipe and then you're showing me what ingredients I have mm-hmm. right now. So, you're able to give me a shopping list exactly. showing me okay you need to buy three more eggs mm-hmm. and a bag of flour yes because right now you don't have that mm-hmm. in your because team in or in your mm-hmm. fridge mm-hmm. or
1: whatever because if you if you if you rely on cv yep. you basically just know that you need to buy in a grocery shop <laughs> okay that's that's yeah. sort of not enough to bake a cake because you may end up with potatoes instead of eggs yeah uh, so, here I basically give you a shopping list. Okay. So, it's not really important to which shop, uh, which grocery shop you go. No.
0: It just, you know it just, the ingredients, you yes. go where you
1: can find them. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, that's the point. And and, uh, and then uh, to sort of wrap up the whole concept, uh, it's innovative. In a way, we put together things that are well known for centuries. Sure. Uh, or at least a lot of years, uh, so it 's learning by doing it's its uh, personality mm. uh, and and after we put it together, uh, we sort of realized at some point that it 's completely obvious to be used, for instance in sports sure uh, sports it 's not just about olympics it 's not just about uh, going there and winning. you have to train. Mm. Uh, if it's a team sport obviously you have to collect the team from from people from different uh, places uh, practice together make the team work together and then you go and play mm. uh, obviously if you play soccer you cannot have just 11 goalkeepers on the field you have to have different people uh, on the field performing different performing different roles. roles and if you just again if you just work on a cv you will not achieve it because you will just see, okay, this guy comes from Barcelona. This guy comes from, uh, from some other great team, but if you don't know his personality, so, so a team role in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense, uh, you will not put a balanced team and you will probably end up with a team uh, where no one is able to score. Which would be bad if you uh, plan yes. on winning. Yes. So, so putting this together, uh, we sort of, figure out who the people are, mm. where should they be, and we let
0: them practice. Mm. And the accuracy of this must be high because you're working from well-known scientific data, which yes. has been studied and researched in terms of personality, at least for the last 60, 70 years, based on the model that you're using, which is the the big five model. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other than that, behavioral sciences have been around for for just as long, if not even much longer uh, in the most, you know, simple forms. Yes. Uh, and then lastly, also the, uh, ex- you know, learning by doing, which is a very, very primordial concept, mm-hmm. which is uh, inertly human mm-hmm. in a sense, because that's it, how we have evolved you know, and l- that's how latest... we're able to uh, yeah. do several iterations mm-hmm. within one generation of mm-hmm. human beings instead of having several generations
1: to do one iteration. Yes. Yeah, so, so latest, even latest research actually showed that uh, because learning is sort of doing changes to, in your brain. So mm-hmm. you have to create uh, new connections between, between the neurons to, mm-hmm. to memorize something or to, to learn something, to do something. Uh, actually, uh, so uh, normally when you, when you learn the sort of traditional way you read and so on, you need about 400 repetitions uh, to memorize something. Okay. That's a huge amount. So need to, <laughs> uh, but when you actually play, mm. uh, you need just ten to twenty repetitions to memorize the same thing. So it's about twenty
0: to forty times more effective. Yes. to do something rather than mm-hmm. read
1: mm-hmm. or observe. Exactly. Hmm. So, uh, so again, it's a big difference. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you and, went to an organization uh, and, and s- you said, "Hey, you yeah, save uh, a lot of time uh, at least."
0: Uh, well, time sure. So so if you went to someone and, and just to put this into perspective, if you went to someone and said, Hey, I can save you well, you could re- reduce your expenditure forty fold mm-hmm. by doing it another way. Mm-hmm. Is there any business out there that would say no? I don't think so. No. Unless they're crazy. <laughs> unless they're maybe unless they government funded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so and and that and now we're sort of taking that crazy argument, which is you know obscene. Mm-hmm. No one would say no. Uh, and we're applying it to, to human learning. And then you mm-hmm. could say, well, why would you want to work 10,000 hours or something to become an expert when you could do it in um, less than 500? Mm-hmm. Or two hundred, fifty? So you can go from having to work on it for five years down to working on it for two months. Mm-hmm. And you'll be just as good if you're just doing instead of yeah. observing and that, reading. That's just the approach to, to
1: learning. And but well,
0: and and that's um that's a very interesting domain and, and I but I still want to go sort of back into this of finding prospects and 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 just looking at this very interesting thing we talked about before in terms of hiring and looking for talent and and that you know just getting along, um, why do you think that happens? I mean I know we talked about saying that well it's easier it's more comfortable mm-hmm. and people getting along less conflict, expected less conflict, but. Is it, isn't it something that people should be learning about? If you're working in, in HR or if you're a recruiter, that you should know that I'm not supposed to look for someone I click with. I'm supposed to look for someone who fits into this business. Well, I
1: think it's it's basically a foundation of of everything. Mm. Not 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 just in the business. Uh, it's it's uh, it's just work it works in your everyday life. Mm. If you want to create something, if you want to achieve something, if you want to grow. Uh, so, when you go to school you, you don 't go to you don 't search for teachers who you click with it 's not the point you go to people who know something more than you do mm. uh, to learn so so again, if you go into team sports you don 't collect people that click on a social uh, basis you collect people that will be effective as a team mm. and then you
0: actually uh, might end up with the result that they will enjoy each other just because they are. Conflicting and complementing each other's yes. skills and, and working hard together and achieving yes, bigger success be-
1: because they achieve success. Mm. Uh, so uh, so my my. So we're actually looking at this from the wrong end. Yes. Traditionally,
0: so we're we're looking to get the result without going through the process. Exactly.
1: So we uh, we uh, want to teach people on mm. how to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving them hard skills, uh, but we don't teach them on how to work together. Because it's, that's uh, something it's, natural. That we think that it's completely mm. natural. Mm. We 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 grow with people. We go to school with people, so we naturally know how to be with people. Sure. Well, obviously we know how to be with people, sure. but but that doesn't help to actually do the job done. Mm. Uh, so that's uh, from our perspective that's actually the foundation that's where uh, every organization should start their learning process Mm. to know each other and to know themselves Uh, and then in the next step you can actually start learning uh, how to do things Mm. Uh, so for instance you start with our process where Mm. you know how to what kind of People you are you are dealing with, and how to put them into teams, and then those proper teams can be put into, for instance, project management training. Sure. Uh, because then this training itself will be much more effective. So. Because you're working on a healthy foundation. Yes. And not. <laughs> you know, not and, and not, not uh, a gathering rub, of yeah. of nice sure. colleagues. Sure. Uh, so uh, so maybe I, I'll go a bit more into the process itself sure. and how it happens and what we actually done there. Uh, so we started with uh, the personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, we work with five-factor uh, model, uh, which is the m- probably most used by psychologists worldwide uh, and is most effective in uh, sort of measuring. So the, the most accurate, the most accurate sure. uh, you can get right now. Uh, then we take our uh, experiences and games uh, to complement this. And out of that, uh, we build our uh, own uh, team roles model. Uh-huh. Uh, and that one is basically to translate this complex personality profile into something that can be easily digested by everyone. mm
0: mm-hmm. So, we're not, we're, um, you're not, you're not uh, trimming away the accuracy, but you're basically taking something that is written in uh, unrecognizable language for someone yes. who doesn't know, and you're translating it into
1: their native tongue. Exactly. So, they'll so, uh, understand what they're looking so at. So, we are not a psychology department of a university. We are basically giving people uh, a model that is, you may say, natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay because uh, because that that's how people usually recognize what they do okay. uh, so so someone may say i i'm I just love coming up with ideas and I love to to lead people and I love to sort of influence people to make the ideas happen mm-hmm. so that gives you naturally a person who is uh, kind of a leader and a kind of, of very open to experience person who just is mostly into creative It's a uh, sort of a visionary trait yes and mm. and that's exactly how we called uh, a team role There we go. (laughs) Natural, as you were saying, very natural. (laughs) So then you may uh, get someone who just loves taking the ideas Mm -hmm. and uh, make them happen, put them into plan, uh, sort of write down what we need, how we need to reach all the goals. uh, Uh, So a
0: go-getter or a doer? A planner. Planner. Oh, a planner.
1: Uh, then, uh, then th- that's the next next uh, next role which you just mentioned is a doer. So you need obviously someone who will do something. The boots on the ground, rolling up their uh, sleeves. Yes, someone who likes to have uh, directions. Someone who likes to know where he starts and where is he supposed to end, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Uh, then, then to make it all happen, uh, the fourth role that we have in our model is uh, is someone called reviewer. Mm-hmm. So someone who will basically sort of consult on all the other three people and point out that, okay, we may have a problem here. So let's put some time into figuring out uh, how to walk around it Mm -hmm. and not hit it uh, just a day before deadline and and, uh, have a big delay. Sure. Uh, and then the last, uh, the last person that you need on your team is someone who will basically take care of the rest. So, so a caretaker, so a uh, people's person, so someone who is just uh, into how people feel and how they, um, how they approach things and how they communicate and so on. And this so is on. basically. <laughs> you have all these people working together,
0: mm-hmm. um, the four the four people. So the planner, the visionary, the doer, and the reviewer. Yes. And between them, there might be tension, flames, conflict yeah. in a constructive way. Yeah. However, it can get out of control. Mm-hmm. So now we have the take caretaker, which is the aloe vera.
1: <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Cooling so the inflammation. Exactly. Okay. So like in 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 sort of. From mechanical perspective, you may say you have a ball bearing, okay. and you have a lubricant in it okay. to to sort of not wear out yeah. and and keep working at the, the highest uh, sort of revs possible. Mm. So th- this is uh, all
0: all of these are certainly dependent on each other in order to achieve maximum success, yes. or efficiency, or productivity, mm-hmm. or whatever so you, you might call you it. Of
1: of course, everyone can be at least two or maybe even three roles in to some degree, mm-hmm. uh, but overall uh, you should have one prevalence roles, at least one, yes, in, mm-hmm. in, in a team. Uh, so if you have a team of three, a smaller team, there, there may be people who are sort of f- filling up more than, than one choosing from, from team roles. Okay, so,
0: so we're saying it's possible still to have that type of diverse, well, cognitively diverse team, yes. even if you're less than
1: five. Exactly obviously you okay. are not just uh, set into one motivation different things motivate everyone so yeah. uh, so it's it's possible to collect the right people into a team okay and
0: then so now we've taken some very so now you've taken some very complex data mm-hmm. and you've translated it into this very intuitive natural language yes um and then what happens next In this process, how do we progress? Uh, So then, in this now we know who we are, right?
1: Yes, you know who we are, and then you go into another experience, another game, another simulation. So now we're uh, testing it, and where you can sort of uh, now consciously experience how uh, does all of it work? Okay. So how suddenly uh, someone with idea opposing with someone with uh, who is sort of pointing out problems? Mm -hmm. uh, So how can you take this? conflict into uh, use how can you make it positive exactly how can you sort of solve problems much quicker uh, because naturally when you have uh, an idea you probably think it's great so when you hit someone who sa- tells you that okay but this this and this in your idea won't work you will Sounds say like okay <laughs> People are always bringing me down. Exactly. <laughs> with problems. Uh, and and then and then and then, uh, so that's a wrong approach. Mm. Uh, probably within an organization, you would say, "Okay, that brings us down. The team is not working because that person is cutting my wings all the time." Okay. Uh, but that's actually not the right approach. You ex- you really need that person, and it's not that you need your wings cut. <laughs> you need a person to sort of put your idea into some kind of shape that is actually possible to use. Mm. So so if you come up with a wheel which is square, Mm. you cannot really use it effectively. So so someone who will be sort of cutting the problems out of it will make it Mm. round. And then you can use it easily and effectively. Uh, So this process sort of ends up with an experience where you already know who you are. Uh, and that even more uh, helps people to retain uh, all that knowledge.
0: I mm. guess I guess also being <clears throat> uh, through this simulation, you're saying being made aware and being seeing it in action, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in real time as a very interactive experience. Seeing these different, uh, uh, you know, conflicts or even. Uh, or even times where you 're successful or or just seeing them happen or observing or being part of it really can give you some epiphany or some aha moment if mm-hmm. you 're conscious while doing this, yes. um, which is why you 're doing this after you 've sort of translated the hieroglyphs
1: into mm-hmm. something natural mm-hmm. okay so so that that 's uh, at this stage already the team has benefited a lot mm. uh, but then the next uh, step is actually a, a report that we create basing on uh, the personality test and all that happened throughout the whole uh, workshop and you're uh, cutting out some parts here it's a bit uh, more complex than yes yes yeah. yes of course it's it's it's, it's a not very as cut easy down as. <laughs> it's not as sure. easy as we work with with organizational psychologists we work mm. with education specialists uh, to sort of make the most out of it sure Uh, So so then we... At the end of it, you get... Again, the goal is, of course, to cut it down into uh, something that is simple to understand and simple to use. Yeah. Uh, So that simple to use uh, is a report that we deliver to the management. Uh, And basing on it is basically a blueprint of an organization. So So it's like...
0: um, So it's like, yeah, a blueprint. Uh, I like that word. So it's like a... But it's it's still it's more than a blueprint, isn't it? Because I mean, a blueprint only gives you um uh, some dimensions or some very basic dimensions. But you're here, you're working with something which has a multitude of of dimensions you're looking at mm-hmm. and how they all work together. So
1: it's well, I guess it's a three D. It's a, it's a, this report is a sort of a summary of the whole experience. Mm. So then the entire we we may say educational process has already happened okay uh, people uh, experienced it people uh, understood it mm. uh, and people sort of named it uh, on their own so yeah. they already know what's in it now we give something for them to rely on so that they remember
0: uh, moving forward and have a guideline of how to operate when there are new people coming in who e- have not yes, been part of the for experience. Instance. Okay. Or if
1: it's uh, if the year has passed, we mm-hmm. have new projects, we need to gather new teams, uh, we have new requirements and so on and so forth. So we can sort of look again on this, on this report and report. So you made it. the cookbook. Yes. So now they
0: can, first you made bread with them, mm-hmm. then you give them the recipe so they can make their own bread mm-hmm. next time. Yes. That's a good analogy. Okay.